Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup Podcast. My name is Joe Glover and I am very grateful for your time and attention today. Now today we're going to be hearing from Wendy Melville all about how to get marketing noticed in a good way by the business. I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with, especially, you know, it's it's like that with anyone. You know, when you work and you dedicate your life to something, then really you want everyone to pay attention to it and understand why you're doing something. But even more than that, I heard a perspective quite recently, which sort of said that marketing is the lens of the customer in the business. It's the only people in the business who really take the time to fight for the customer side of things rather than other departments who may have a more internal focus. And really it's our job to make sure that everyone else is aligned all about the customer. Now, I think that's a super important thing, but this is the practical aspects of actually how to get people in the business to buy into the marketing, buy into your messaging, understanding why you as the marketing department are important for the success of your business, rather than just spending all the money that they perceive that they're making too. I want to give a quick moment of thanks to Bravo Marketing, um, led by the wonderful Barry Richardson. They're putting together these podcasts, so I'm just recording the intro. The talks are recorded live at the events, and then we send them over to Barry, and he puts everything together, and it's just been a wonderful experience. Bravo Marketing are a creative agency, but they focus on engagement rather than just content for the sake of it. Barry is a wonderful chap. You come to him with a project and discuss it and you, I've got no doubt you'll come out better for it. So if you'd like to know more about them, go to bravomarketing.co.uk. If you'd like anything more from the Marketing Meetup, head to themarketingmeetup.com where you'll find all of the events, the podcast, the newsletter, marketing jobs, and just loads of stuff. The, the website itself is, is brand new too. I really hope you enjoy this talk and I'll see you soon. I'm Wendy and one of my New Year's resolutions was to try and overcome my absolute terror of public speaking. So I apologise now, but you are my guinea pigs for my New Year's resolutions and volunteering for this is me trying to overcome that. Um, So my slides are way less fancy than Teresa's um, because I only had a few days notice for this. So um, this is what we're going to talk about. It's all about trying to raise marketing's profile within the business, but in a good way, not because it's been some big disaster or because, like I've done previously, as I spelt the company name wrong on the thousand brochures that we got printed. Um, So this is very close to my heart because I try and live this now after previous marketing disasters. So about me, I'm an accidental marketer. I didn't study marketing. I studied international trade. I was meant to go into export and got my first job after uni, realised I hated it, it was boring, and then thought, right, I need a better job. I need to get into marketing because everyone in marketing looks happy. They seem to have way more fun than all of the other careers. And I got a job working for an events company and it was business to business events. And then I've just gone down that B2B route from then on. Um, I'm bit of a marketing geek. I love to study um, because I never studied marketing. I went back to night school and thought, and it's kind of continued from there. I've not stopped. Um, And I'm just a huge fan of marketing and marketers. I really believe in it. I believe every board should have a marketer on it. Businesses do better when marketing's on the board, even though they don't believe me. Um, And I'm a sucker for it. I fall for the marketing every time. Even though I know what they're doing, I fall for it every time. I fall for the campaigns. I love the adverts. It's just, yeah, I'm I'm a geek for it. And again, 
I'm here conquering my fears, so hopefully this goes well. Um, this is a bit dramatic, but trying to raise the profile, it's know your enemies. And again, it comes back to the putting yourself in other people's shoes as well. It's knowing what other people within the business want from marketing, what they care about. And the big one for me is how do they, what's your image like within the business? Not, not only personally, but the, the marketing department. I know in previous companies I've worked for, the MD just wonders why everything takes so long. He just doesn't understand, well, can't you just, can't you just do this? Surely it's not that difficult. Finance team just think I spend lots of money. Um, sales team think I'm way too fluffy. Um, I'm way too long term. Why can't I do things that happen now? And the other departments, technology, the supply chain, the, they kind of wonder why we're there. You know, what is it that we do? Um, but that's just me being a bit of a cynic. But I think, again, putting yourself in other people's shoes, if you can understand where they're coming from, it's what do they care about? And it very much ties in with what Teresa was saying. It's do they care about the campaign objectives? Do they care about how many leads you get? Do they care about how many people saw that ad, what the recall was? No, they really don't. <laughs> what they care about is, and the best <coughs> example I had for this was um, a friend talked about AO who I was like, oh, they're a white goods company. You know, I bought my fridge from them. It's great. And someone else said, but actually how their finance team measures success is probably not how many fridges they sell. The biggest margins are on the insurance. So the product insurance that goes with it. So you could sell, you could double your sales of washing machines, but actually if they don't upsell insurance, they're not making as much margin. And it's, ah, oh. and now their biggest growth area is recycling. So there were, I think it was like 200,000 fridges they recycled last year globally. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so it's what do their finance team care about? What does their CEO care about? What does the tech team care about? And it probably would affect the marketing in a big way. And it's how the business perceives you. So this really changed how I measured success for our campaigns and what we did. And it was... The biggest one was, what am I measuring for my marketing success? And actually, if I don't know what value I bring to the business, what my team's bringing to the business, how can I expect other people to value it? It's like I was working through, again, this is how many leads I need to do. This is my budget. I can't exceed it. This is how many events I need to deliver. But actually, I didn't know what that value meant within the context of our business. And as soon as I started to unpick that and realise, well, actually, the sales guys need me to work on this particular niche, because that's way more profitable for their bonus. Um, it doesn't matter how many people come through the door, but actually if it's that kind of person, job done, they can go home. For the tech team, if I can get people using that bit of the platform, actually they're going to know that it was a success because they've got the usage, they'll get more budget for the next innovation that they do. And it was understanding which bits of the team, so my enemies, which is terrible, don't tell them I said that, but the other bits of the business, once I started to know what they cared about, which wasn't what I cared about, it made my job so much easier. And then it really got me some huge advocates within the business. The other one was understanding our value, not just our cost. And this is a big one for the finance team as well. It was what do we do? What impact do we make? What's a knock-on effect? And that changed a few jobs ago for me. So the big one was, <coughs> excuse me, and the big one for that was the lifetime value of the customer. 
So it was great, but if I could get the customer, if I could market our services team to a new business client, they stayed with us an extra two years on average. So if they had the right implementation, so it wasn't about the new lead, it was about actually how we deliver the business to that lead. Um, so it was understanding what the value of what we were doing delivered to the long-term value of that client. The other one, which I used to get criticised for, was, are you commercial enough? Do you know the, the... And it wasn't about tracking the, the cost per lead or the value of the event and other things. It was, again, coming back to what do the other parts of the business care about? Is what you're doing helping the commercial side of the business? Um, and actually, do you make it difficult for, for people to be advocates of marketing? <laughs> and for this, it's... If you're making their life easier, you know, don't... There's things that we get really excited about as marketers and we want to talk about and people just think, well, that was a waste of money or that was, you know, that's just a bit of vanity. That's just trying to get the brand out there. So maybe don't go into work and shout about how much you just spent on this campaign and it was a great to have that size budget to do X, Y, Z. You know, make it easier to support you. Talk about the, the successes which they're going to care about and just talk about that stuff in the marketing meetings when you're sort of locked away from the rest of the business. Um, again, another one that I've been guilty of in the past is do you promise the moon and then disappoint? But even if it smashed the previous campaign that you did, did you overpromise because you knew it was going to be successful? So actually anything it does, even if it's better than previously, it feels like a bit of a disappointment. Um, know what you can deliver and then over deliver on it by promising less. Um, and the other one is, do you really give the business a competitive advantage or are you churning out activities that they think they want? Um, and the big one for this was I worked for a company and it was the competitor tracking and it was, nobody really did the competitor tracking, it was something marketing did, it was something sales did, but it was pulling all of that together and what we did was that competitive advantage that we gave them was we just put all of it in one place. So we didn't do anything new, but we sort of like pulled all of the sales toolkit together, gave them all what they needed in an easy to use way. And actually it started having a real difference to the day-to-day -day sales meetings, to them going out on pitches. Um, and even though we'd done all of this stuff previously, we hadn't delivered it in the right way and packaged it in the right way to help get competitive advantage for the business. Um, and then the last one, which again, the finance team have driven into me, um, can you show the ROI? And even if it's, for me as well, previous roles, because it's B2B, it's very difficult to track because it might be an 18 month, two year sales cycle. So how do you know that event you did in 2016? And actually they've attended three events since then, which one helped? It's trying to track that total, that total return on investment for marketing. Um, so if anyone's got any tips for that, that's the one I'm still working on, so that would be really helpful. <laughs> um, things to try, and again, this is just from things I've done previously that have worked really well, and to try and raise the profile of marketing within the business, it's been things like I've had to develop a much thicker skin. It's don't take it personally. Not everyone is as big a fan of marketing as you are and as I am. And I've learned to live with that. I don't get excited about a guy at works learning about... Um, capital gains tax at the minute and he's really excited because he's just like had a breakthrough and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about I don't understand why you're so excited um, so again I've learned to not take it personally and again 
it's people not putting themselves in that second and third pair of shoes, that it's not about how they feel about you, it's about themselves. So I've learned to, yeah, very much not take it personally anymore. Um, own the value you create and believe in it and know what you're contributing to the business because if you believe in it, you can then demonstrate it to them. Um, and find allies. So all of those teams that are out there that absolutely terrified me and I was like, oh, the CEO wonders what I'm doing, the finance team think I'm overspending, the sales team hate me. It's like, well, actually, I've started delivering value to all of them. And now they'll be like, when do you need to go into the meeting? When do you need to be part of this conversation? We need to get marketing involved six months earlier in this process for the, pro for the product design. Um, so find allies within the business in a huge way. Um, and everybody is a marketing expert. It is definitely great to be um, an armchair marketer. You know, um, people that have never studied it, it's like, well, oh, I could have done a better advert than that. You know, I've, see, I've seen this, you know, I've, I read that campaign. Don't be afraid to actually be the expert within the business because everyone thinks they're one, but you are the marketing expert. They hired you to be in the marketing team because they're not. Um, and the big one, be the voice of the customer. Um, this is something that can very easily get lost within the business, and that's marketing's big part to play, is to just be, not necessarily the voice of the customer, but the voice of reason, the sanity check, the one that sort of like brings everyone else back and goes, actually, are we doing that because you think it's a good idea or because it's going to be valuable to them? Um, and sometimes you might not be very popular, but you might be right. And the last one was know your competitors. And this comes back to trying to get buy-in as well. Everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses in their personal life. And very much companies are trying to keep up with the Joneses. So if someone else has got sign off to do something, use them. Oh, so-and-so did this. <laughs> and I'm quite often getting beaten up. Like, oh, I've seen this that so-and-so is doing. Oh, it was all over Facebook. It was all over LinkedIn. It's everywhere. I'm like... Yeah, we do that too, but our targeting's better, which is why you don't see it. The fact that you're seeing all of this stuff means that they're not doing a very good job because are you really going to go and buy their product when you're that direct competitor? And that has... <laughs> but if you know what your competitors are up to, it can help you get buy-in for your activities, especially when you can demonstrate how you can improve on it and do it better. Um, so, yeah, I've probably been way too quick because I talk fast when I'm nervous. Um, but if there's any questions, fire away.